Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Welcome to the Cornhusker Corner with Blake. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. And Brooks. Is mayonnaise an instrument? And you better bet your bottom dollar that these two brothers know how to handle business. Here's a hand up the thunder who gives it back to Mike Stokes. He's going to throw it. He's got to be in all right, welcome to the Cornhusker Corner, where there's no place like this podcast. This podcast, as always, we are your host Blake and my brother Brooks. Brooks. Ah, uh, okay. So eventful weekend. Uh, I just want to say real quick to subscribe and like to the show if you like what we're doing here. We are posting every week uh, this uh, this football season. We're having a good time doing it, even though the on field product hasn't been what we want it to be. We're going to stick with it because we're Husker fans through and through, just like all y'all, if y'all are finding this channel. So go ahead and give us a, a subscribe and a like if you like what we're doing. Also, follow us on Twitter at Corner and find our Instagram, Corner. Got the got the uh, baggage out of the way. Yeah, just wanted to get out that of out of the way right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to get your, your money somehow. Um, yes. Yeah, but so uh, eventful weekend. Uh, you were at the game, uh, which is why this is uh, the recap portion of this podcast is a little delayed. Uh, so l- let's just go through this first uh, before we get into the actual game. Sights and sounds from the weekend. Um, pre-game. Pre-game. Uh, they looked really big. They looked. I'm talking about Illinois, by the way. Uh, that that was just the first thing that struck me. They looked really big. Uh, they looked very, very um, just well organized, like a machine. I knew it was going to be uh, have to be our best effort, just based on the warm ups. I was like, this is gonna. That's just what I came from the warm up saying. I was like, this is gonna have to be our best effort. This is a legitimate, legitimate team that Brett Bielema's got uh, this year. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was the. Uh, they had uh, it was Navy SEALs or Air Force guy. I don't know. I'm not. I think Navy SEALs or something like that. Uh, 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 parachuting in before the game. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I bet it was cool to see on TV. But man, when you were there, it was. It was very cool. I gotta say. Um, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a fun environment. It was actually yeah. a fun environment. Um, yeah, it's always it's always fun uh, going to see games in Lincoln. Um, I mean, you've seen two this year, and they're probably the two games that you wouldn't want to go see live. Yes, all year. Yeah, I was um, thinking that. I was like, I'm gonna look back at the end of this year and say, damn, I went to probably our two most depressing games all year maybe besides georgia southern but at least georgia southern was back and forth for the whole game at least you had a lot of points being scored yeah like but it was still georgia southern and everybody knows that in the crowd so nobody was happy at that game guaranteed um no for sure yeah the other Um, thing the other thing i wanted to mention quick just about the sights and sounds uh uh, dylan rayola uh walked right by us literally walked right by us big guy looks like patrick mahomes I was like, dang, he literally looks like pa- like same hair and everything. <laughs> I was like, dang, he literally looks like Patrick Mahomes. Did you ask his- him about the Patrick price? No. <laughs> no. Uh, and then his little brother was there as well. And his, his little brother looks just like him. Just a couple of years younger, basically. Um, yeah. So lot, lots of recruits there. Lots of buzz in the stadium before the game. Um, and, uh, you know, for what the game was, I thought the crowd was engaged. It's just mm-hmm. very hard to – I heard Husker fans say this. People especially who have 
who have insulated themselves and maybe uh, maybe only go to Husker games or only watch Husker football. I don't, I don't know, but I've heard people say, with the fans, they just weren't there today, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, guys, <laughs> there is <laughs> – let's please put this in perspective. Please. Like, the game kicks off, and we're a 3-4 and four team that barely has a shot at the West and has looked terrible in four out of our seven games so far this year, have a coaching change and lots of uncertainty in the future and the stadium's full mm-hmm. to begin the game the stadium's full and uh there just wasn't a whole lot to cheer at i mean the 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 the, the first two quarters there there was some good good moments i mean our defense came to play um mm-hmm. say that right off the bat our defense came to play but the loudest moment in the stadium for the game was uh, was without a doubt uh travis travis vocalex touchdown yeah um, it, it blew the top off the place for sure yeah. Um, yeah. So let me just uh, get into that. So, yeah, thanks for your insight. Uh, but you're right about the fans. Um, I mean, they were there. I, if the game would have kept progressing how it was uh, before Casey's injury, uh, you know, probably would have stayed that level. Um, but you could definitely see it and feel it. And, uh, and it does stink uh, that the offense just decided to go out and lay an egg. Um, and it was an offensive, like, laying an egg even with Casey in there and I'll get into some of the things that I was able to to take it from that but you know our, our defense uh they didn't score a touchdown in the second half they did not score a touchdown in the second half our defense uh, our offense I, I know no no no, no Illinois didn't score a touchdown the entire second half they did we just gave them we just gave them turnovers oh no wait you're right because we went into halftime 20 to 9 20 to 9 and yeah, it was they only got to 9 yeah, no, two uh, field goals. And there were a couple. I mean, we got two sacks on the day. Two mm-hmm. sacks on the day. We held a largely running outfit in Illinois to 188 yards, which, which is not bad. Like a lot, which sounds like a lot, but that was with everybody. And yeah, and it's not bad. And break out big runs. Chase Brown was only held to four, 144 yards. I mean, on 30 again, plus carries. Right. Like, uh, yeah, you're right. Exactly. It's a lot. So, it was again, a lot. Our, uh, yeah, our defense played good. I'm just gonna they, say it. Our, our play, defense played, played good. They played definitely good enough to win that game. Um, no doubt about it. Our offense put them in bad position, man. They they really did um, a couple times, uh, especially on that first uh, touchdown there. Um, you know, not the first touchdown. Uh, this the the second one. Yeah, um, the second one. the second one. Uh, they got, they got put in a bad position there. But um, yeah, let's get into something that I saw on the offense that was the clearest it's been this game because sometimes when you're watching the game, you can't tell what the offense is trying to do scheme wise um, because the defense is either doing a good job or you just can't tell um, if there was a game plan, what they were trying to do. You could tell uh, in this game more than any other game this season that Whipple had the right game plan to just throttle them, to throttle them. Um, And our guys could have done it. They just mm-hmm. did not execute at yep. all. Um, yep. Every single time um, it looked like, you know, oh, th- there he is, didn't happen. And that happened before um, Casey went out too. Um, you know, yeah, there were two plays. That, that, that was a three play sequence where there was, um, uh, the, I don't remember the first play, but the second one was the Ramirez drop. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then the third one, Casey gets gets hit and hurt, and and yeah. on that play, Marcus Washington was streaking down the field. Yes, and if it, he was able to follow through, he would have been wide open. 
Yep. Um, yep. The safety safety had totally bit and uh, and he read it. But the problem was that was probably the one play all day that the offensive line didn't quite give Casey enough time. Yeah. Um, and because and, and that was the other thing I took away from the offense was like, man, if you had said our offense played terrible on Illinois, I would have said, man, our offensive line must have played terrible. Mm-hmm. They really didn't play that bad. They no. weren't awful. They were very serviceable. Yeah, no, our, our QB play. Yeah. Even when Casey was in, he was missing throws. Um, you know, he was floating the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was coming. It wasn't coming out of his hands with a lot of, uh, you know, oomph behind mm-hmm. it. Um, he was trying to force it to um, Trey a little too much. Um, yes. Especially in that first that first pick on that first drive when we were in field goal range, uh, I it was probably a miscommunication. But even so, just throw it out of bounds. Yeah, or man. run. Or run. Yeah, he had a good amount of space too, so I don't. I don't know. Yeah, because a um, lot has a lot has been made about uh, Chuba uh, coming in, and and uh, and, and uh, we. I, th- I believe we got the ball on a fumble in inside yeah. the thirty-five yard line. Chuba was the quarterback at the time, and he uh, he third down runs across runs across the field, throws across his body. Uh, I mean, rule rule number one, you know, pee wee football, and and he uh, and he throws a pick. And in that situation, I've heard it said by, I believe even Mickey is like, you know, we, we got to take the points. there, got to take the points there. And I agree with them, but yeah, you're making a great point. Casey had one of those <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? yeah, and and Casey's the veteran in this, in this room. He's supposed to yeah. really know that you got to take those points, especially in a big 10 game. Look, if we were playing a big 12 game, I might understand sort of the Frostian, aggression no matter what um, mindset of we just got to go for the kill and go for the touchdown every time because big 12 games a lot of them you know 48 45 high scoring shootouts a lot of them but we're in the big 10 and in the big 10 sometimes one week you might have you know a high scoring game uh, because the matchup was that way but the next week you might have a a 13 to 12 defensive battle with a team you weren't expecting to have a really good defense that does. I mean, mm-hmm. and Illinois did have a good defense. We were expecting them to. So we knew that every point was going to matter in this game, man. Yeah. I don't know if it's and coaching or what. No, no. But... See, it was just execution, especially from the quarterback position that lost us this game. Because like you said, you could see the plays develop. They had the right stuff called. Mm-hmm. They had the right stuff called a lot. And it just, right. you know, like that, that the Ramir right out of the backfield, the throw was a little behind him. That dude is flying. It's yep. a, it's a not an impossible catch. It was a little bit more difficult catch, especially for a guy that hasn't been in a lot. Hasn't been. But it was thrown behind him. It was thrown behind him. Mm-hmm. But you got to make that play. He mm-hmm. had one guy to beat, and then he's in the end zone. Um, yep. Because yep. in the open field, he has that breakaway speed. So. Yep. Yeah. You know, did he use so, it at the right time? Arguably, not. I mean, like on a route like that, like you need to break open free. And you don't want to tell somebody don't run as fast as you can, but there are certain routes that like don't run as fast as you can, <laughs> you know, like on a wheel route, like or not on a wheel route, sorry, on a, on a, uh, a bubble, like a, on a bubble screen, you can, you can get vertical too wet, much too quick on a bubble screen. Yeah. I know this isn't the same thing, but live being there a lot of people were like damn he was running too fast that's kind of what a lot of i heard a lot of people saying but it was fun it was funny because if you watch it back on tv i think he was expecting just to run past the guy before the ball even came to him mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then you know then he, then he looked back and the ball was there uh because yeah. he would have flown 
probably right past that guy. And so he's like, oh, maybe I can just run past this guy before I get the ball. It's just a what could have been, man, because if that play is executed, that's Ramirez moment. There it is. Finally, Ramirez moment. Yeah, yeah there's um, that. Um, and there was actually a Chubba play, too, where he just threw a terrible ball to yeah. Trey. Should yeah. have been pass interference, and it wasn't. It was thrown um, like behind him and high. Behind him high to the sideline. If he let yeah. him anywhere sort of the middle, and to his credit, he actually got it down that far, but he didn't get it anywhere near accurate. Like you throw that ball to not like very middle of the field, but you lead him inside a little bit. He had him beat by a couple steps. Yeah. Like it, it was a touchdown. Um, Trey had so people just... beat all day. It was very frustrating to watch because even when the safety breaks with Trey, he still has a beat. It's pretty wild when you're actually there live and you're just watching Trey. Um Cause I don't know much about being a quarterback, but I know about the deep ball and with, with, and with high coverage, you're lo- you're reading the safety essentially because you got one on one on the outside. You're probably going to beat that guy. And if he doesn't have support, then it's wide open. Yes. So you're as a quarterback, essentially correct me if I'm wrong. You're reading whether the safety breaks up or back. Um, and up, even when, or to the sides, which sure, sure. To do, depending, but, yeah. depending on the call, but for, for just a go ball and yeah, so these safeties were breaking back with Trey and Trey still had two or three steps on him. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and that's but they're all the way. They're 30 yards off the ball. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. And they were playing deep too. By the end of the game, they were playing 35 yards off the ball at safety. They were playing yeah. deep. Um, I mean, now they didn't really even have to. We couldn't have a quarterback that couldn't complete a pass. That wasn't a shuffle pass. Like, I think well, those are the only passes that agreed. Purdy and, was able but, to complete and, and, you know, like, I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later, I think. Sure. What, what, what else do you have about the game before we go into right, specific right, right, right. situations? Um, for From the outset, um, I guess um, the defensive line played well. I mean, they did. Uh, de- mm-hmm. The defense just overall played pretty pretty well. They had a couple of breakdowns here and there. Tackled I thought, well for the most so part. So it's funny because – Live, you just don't see everything, right? So I've had to watch the game back a couple times, and I just see yeah. so much more on, on TV. You just do. Um, you see other things while you're there, like the Trey thing, like the safety's breaking with Trey. I went to seeing that on TV. Um, but the first touchdown, um, at first when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's a loaf. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, like they just gave up. And then when I saw, and then when I was thinking about it, I saw the replay on the on the big screen. I was like, "Oh, that was a pick play or something." It was a pick play, and, uh, and then I then I watched it back again. Oh, rub route, not pick play. Rub route yes. difference. Yeah. Um, and they ran into each other. That's by mm-hmm. design. Um, on on the offensive part. So you got to give that to them, but we got to watch out for that. Um, just like I said on the defensive side, just a couple of breakdowns, but nothing big that you could point out. I thought Gifford's sack was like savage. That was also one of the loudest moments in the stadium. Um, yeah. Uh, I thought. Uh, I thought uh, Garrett Nelson's sack came at a great time. They had a couple three and outs that gave us a lot of uh, a, a lot of um, life. Our offense just never capitalized on it. Yeah. And um, like we said, it's almost like yeah, you can you can point out certain things about people's performances i thought chancellor brewington played a pretty good pretty good game he had that one really good catch out of the backfield um but it's really mostly a quarterback conversation this game because mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that re- largely is the cause of 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 the issue um so casey gets hurt in the in the in the um in the late second quarter 
on uh, on a third down and um in the stadium he uh stayed on the field and was kind of holding his arm like like yeah just like had his arm down was just kind of holding his arm went right into the uh medical tent and i hardly saw him for the whole rest of the game so i, I guess yeah. he went into the locker room and stayed he, there. he went yeah he went to the locker room he came back out um but yeah, it, it looked on TV like a lot, like a little bit of nothing, but right. it, it was in the elbow, uh, not his hand, but it kind of looked how he was holding it, that it was in his hand. Apparently it's a nerve issue, um, mm-hmm. which makes sense of how he was holding it and stuff. Um, so he just got, he just got hit in that right way yeah. in that right spot. Here's, so. here's sort of my thoughts on the situation. I think that all three of our quarterbacks have to adapt their play style because of the way our offensive line plays and Casey has started to sort of get used to that a little bit. He's at least releasing the ball on time in mm-hmm. most cases. Um, when Chuba comes in, he's a thrower and he's a high school guy. Um, I don't know. I, first thing I want to say, first thing I want to say is, man, we said this before. We, we, we don't want to lose Casey. Casey is the guy. Um, mm-hmm. And it's more apparent that now than ever that especially for this offense, Casey is the guy. I think maybe if we're running Frost's offense, uh, there is a serious case for Smothers out of all these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this offense, Casey is the guy. And if he goes down, man, there's a big drop off. Because if Chubba's yeah. the thrower out of those two, if <sighs> Chubba's the thrower, oh man, we are in trouble. I, see, I really here's, think, here's the thing. Oh, here's, ahead, the, here's the thing, though. Like if you're looking at Chuba, we have a good amount of film on him now. It wasn't like he came in in a bad situation. He got some good, solid looking, what well, what should have been solid looking drives. You know, he was getting yes. good, meaty portions of the game to show what he could do. He can't throw the ball. He can't. Yeah. His footwork is awful. He's an athletic guy. He, he, he makes bonehead decisions. Those are two things that quarterback needs to do. They need to be able to throw the ball and they need to be able to make good decisions. And if you can't do that, you can't play quarterback. 100%. What about, and what about, we, we talked about some others a little bit. What about uh, Harburg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's he has a different a really conversation. Good arm. He has a really good arm. Like, what, like you, you've sat there and you see this guy, you see him in practice. He probably is a really good practice player. That's the only thing that I can think of. He's a really good pr- practice player. Well, he, we have one game, so I, 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 uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not ready to sell him down the river yet. But I, I agree. I mean, he looked like a deer in headlights out there. Um, I and I've said this before. Look, uh, we've talked about this. Chuba as a self-proclaimed, this is self-proclaimed uh, gunslinger. And when a quarterback says, "I'm a gunslinger," it means that they've been yelled at for making stupid throws before. And so to justify it in their own mind, they go, "Oh, I'm a gunslinger." <laughs> you know what gunslingers can do? They can shoot. He can't shoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. You Fair. have to be able to throw the ball. He can't. Well, he can't. Well, well, you could have well, made those throws. Some of those throws were just awful. Who are you yeah, throwing it to? Yeah, yeah. The well, here's the thing, man. Like. One thing about Adrian Martinez, I'll actually say, is Adrian Martinez was a terrible uh, thrower of dump off routes of little tiny little, <laughs> you know, he was he was so bad at that. And one thing about Casey is it's almost the opposite. Casey's pretty automatic when it comes to the short um, two intermediate throws. Mm-hmm. Um, Chuba, I feel like is the type of quarterback that has to find his rhythm 
Um, and he might be decent at intermediate to long balls, but you got to get your rhythm before you get there. And if you suck at short throws and, and if you look like a deer in headlights out there, it's tough to get your rhythm at all. My, my thoughts are this, regardless of whether this guy can do it or not at some point, he's, he's doesn't look like he's ready to right now. And mm. I, I really think that the offense should just, if they're really going to, um, if they're really going to be bold and, and if they're really going to try to win us games, we need to transition to a bit more of a running offense, put Logan Smothers in there, get some, get some of the short intermediate passing game going with RPOs and with the read option and with all that stuff. And listen, and you know me and I'm very, very kind uh, when it comes to the, these kids and these players, I give them all like benefit of the doubt. I I don't really believe in going, well, put this guy in just as a fan. You don't know. You really don't. I know enough about the quarterback position and I've seen enough from Chuba that if we want to win another game this season, he can't be the starting quarterback. If Casey can't go in, it has to be smothers. We've had enough film on smothers to know that he can compete. It doesn't matter if he like can win games. Can he make these throws? That doesn't matter. He can compete. Okay. I think he could he can lead better as well. Like because when you because like the thing about Smothers is he even the one drive he went in there he just seems much more confident in himself. Yeah, and and, that, and that, when your quarterback's yeah. confident, like that's the thing about Casey is like the Casey's number one attribute for this team is his confidence and his poise, no yeah. doubt about it. Because we'll be deep into games down and Casey's still poised trying to score for us, no problem. We're still there. What's next? What's next? What's next? And that's yeah. the type of guy you need to have at quarterback. And I see more of that in Logan um, than I do in Chubb, and no listen, doubt about it. Listen, that, that series he went in, he had he had one really great run and a terrible call on third down. Like that yeah. was awful. That was he awful. almost he almost he got almost, that first down too on the on the yeah. side run. Almost so close. I thought he did live. You know how it is watching yeah, the game if you, live. If he would have stretched the ball out, he was yeah. literally that close. But see, like I don't think he's had a really poor i mean this is you know picking out like the gems because he goes in there to run um but i don't think he's had a run where i'm just thinking oh he shouldn't have done that you know what i mean Hmm. and he's going in there to run the ball so that's a little unfair but he's athletic i think he's a competitor i think he can make the throws that we need with our wide receiver wide receiving Mm -hmm. core and having him back there, and we've said this before, something that Casey doesn't have that can open up Whipple's offense more than anything is to have a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. It just can with our offensive line. That can ha- that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And Casey's proved that he can run the ball when he needs to, but not basing plays off of it. You with, right. with Logan, you have that. You have even more. But I think he can do the things that Casey was doing, maybe not as well. But I think he can be serviceable in that. And then you have another dimension. It's not like you're taking half the mm-hmm. offense away. You're replacing mm-hmm. it with something else. And yes. I think that you can do that, that that Chubba just doesn't have. He just doesn't have it. And also, like, there's also the element of we only have four games left. And it's not like Logan has no tools throwing-wise in the, in, in, the, in the cupboard. He has tools. Mm-hmm. So get what you can get with him uh, through the air, and you'll surprise people. Like you yes. will, because they're going to, the perception right now is that Logan is a running quarterback. When he comes in, he's going to run the read option and run QB draws and, and bootlegs and stuff like that. Um, 
but he can throw the ball. He he's mm-hmm. not a bad thrower at all. He doesn't have no. as strong of an arm as as the rest of our quarterback room. I don't think he has as strong of an arm. I don't think he throws it with as much zip, but he can get the ball there. And yeah. look, you you run you run a couple of run plays. They they're biting on it. And then all of a sudden, you do what you were doing before, Trey running down the seam. Logan can make that pass too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's not bad. Throw <laughs> the ball up and let Trey run under it. Yeah, and I just I just think he's a gamer. I think he's a I agree uh, with you. he's a he's a competitor. And if you want to, you know, for the team, the team deserves to go to a bowl. You deserve yes. to put your team in the best position. Just coaching decisions. I don't think that's Chuba. You might love the kid. He's probably a great kid. I don't think he's that guy right now. Give him a whole offseason being the starter, going in with that mindset. Maybe it's different. And I say that with the biggest eye roll I can because I've, I've never won. I've, I haven't gone so far down on a player after watching them play since now. Um, maybe that's different. But right now, you have to go with Logan. And if they don't, I will have a very tough time watching the rest of the season just because of that coaching that coaching decision because yeah, i know I mean, what depending on how it plays out obviously i mean like i mean you never know somebody finds their stride and then they look completely different but that rarely happens to be honest usually you see whispers and elements of somebody's uh of somebody's skill before they're re- they reach their peak right um and logan we've seen that that's what that's what that's kind of why i'm there with you and um I also think that it also speaks volumes that Logan's still here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He had oper- he's had plenty of opportunities to transfer. He's a highly touted four-star who could have gone into an offense that is much more situated for his talents. Because mm-hmm. at this point, the number ask offense has transitioned to something where it's harder for him to win the starting job in. Um, and, uh, and he's still here. To me, that says a lot about his character. Um, yeah, be- because he wants to stick it out and see what he can what he can make of of this season at the very least. Um, yeah. I think I think uh, with with the whole Casey situation, it sounds like he one of two things. He's either seriously like he's out for the season, or um, he's going to be touch and go for the rest of the season, and he's probably not going to play this week. But they're going to like leave it ambiguous so that nobody knows um type thing yeah um so i i really do hope that um i really do hope that uh uh, logan logan gets the nod and i hope he plays really well and i hope that even when casey does come back that we're still at a rotational capacity with logan um that he plays well enough to warrant that yeah um so i'll throw all all the stops these kids deserve to go to a bowl game try to get them there with some coaching decisions that we know that we can with personnel because we have some really great athletes that are riding pine, um, mm-hmm. you know, and the more you have on the field, the better. Um, yeah. So, yep. yeah. So I, I think that's, that, that'll be it for that. But uh, anything else for the, the, the QB thing, man, I just... man, not really, but you know, it's just uh it's just a, a crappy situation all around. I told dad this, I was like, I, I just don't know whether to feel happy about this game or, or to feel frustrated about it. Probably a little bit of both because right going into this game, the, the uh, consensus was this is a running team, Illinois, Illinois is a running team. Uh, if we can stop the run, uh, then we can give our offense some opportunities to beat them deep. Uh, which is what we're supposedly specialized at. Right. Um, 
And, you know, it was frustrating because we did largely stop the run. Um, uh, we, we did a really good job at that. They didn't break any big runs. I mean, as far as touchdown, not, not game breaking ones, not no. game breaking runs. And it just, it, it ended up being where something that was our strength ended up showing itself as a weakness and something that was supposedly a weakness ended up showing itself as a strength. So it's like, first thing I feel is like, okay, good. They're improving in the, the, you know, in certain aspects of, as a team, especially defensively, they're improving. And that is encouraging. There is something to build off of here in that, mm-hmm. that aspect, but a team that has a different strength and weakness every week is probably not a very good team. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and that's right. kind of what it feels like. It feels like we have a different strength and weakness every single week. <laughs> We're just yeah. so spotty. Like this week, our offense and defense could be playing lights out, and we give up a couple special teams plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood, but you're you're totally right. Um, yeah. So I, I feel a little bit. I feel a little bit of a. I feel a little bit of encouragement, partly for for what I explained, but also a little bit of frustration, and that's kind of mm-hmm. how I summarize the Illinois game. Yep. Yeah. No, it's definitely frustrating because it was there and we could have done it, but. Yep. Yep. But, yep. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Before we get into on. the Minnesota game, I want to give you all a reminder to go ahead and subscribe and like to our page. We enjoy you guys' company. We enjoy each other's company. We enjoy talking about Nebraska football. So give us a subscribe and go ahead and smash that like button. Also, follow <laughs> us follow us on Twitter at Corner and find our Instagram, Corner. There it is. So Now it is time, brother. Mohammed Ibrahim. No. Oh, 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 oh. Now it's time Not for yet. that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. We got a little now, bit of news. A little yeah, a little bit of news. A uh, report came out uh, about what, like Psy-op. an hour ago? Um, <laughs> PSYOP came out. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I'll explain, uh, but that's essentially what this is. <laughs> yeah, like Mickey's name apparently has been brought up with the in ties to um, being considered for the Arizona State head coaching vacancy um it so is the season brother tis the season it is. we are getting our leaks and so i think and, this is a couple things yeah so he's he's tied to the arizona job his his uh his um management it was leaked that his management had been contacted about the arizona job it was leaked those are the key phrases in that it was leaked so that's why I call it a psyop, which is a hilarious and a bit, bit of a dramatic term to, to call it. But essentially what this is, is a tactical warfare on Mickey's, Mickey's uh, uh, management's part. I mean, they're, they're trying to get him the best situation they can possibly get him. And uh, the way that, that they need to do that now, as this is pr- the situation is progressing at Nebraska, is to put pressure on Nebraska and on Trev. Um, and what, what else puts pressure then you hear an oh arizona state's contacting mickey's management blah 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 blah, blah. Mm-hmm. puts pressure on you to to get something together if you want to keep them um and so that's what this is in my opinion i think it's real i think he would go there um I, and matter of fact i think it'd be a pretty decent little fit um but as yeah for a nebraska fans perspective the only thing that's keeping us from having another bad year and having a bunch of attrition when we do get a net new head coach if that's not mickey is for Mickey to stay here under the terms that he already negotiated. If Mickey leaves, it would have to be a really great hire, like the Urban Meyer type hire, to not be bad next year too. Because uh, he would take a lot of guys with him, I think. Yes. Um, because the players love him. Love yep. him. 
Um, now, if they can get three more wins, I think he's our head coach. I really do. Uh, not for a big contract year-wise. Uh, probably like a, a two or three-year like no, they won't it. do that. They're going to do no. a five year. No, they five. they won't. That that'd be disrespectful, to be honest. Yeah. Like you, you, it's just it's it's like um, uh, it's just a courtesy thing. You're going to get a five year contract. Um, and and that's not from me, by the way. I just consume way too much media, and I've heard people who know no, more than me. You're talk right. About that. His buyout probably wouldn't be very very big though. That's what, that's where that. it would be. It would be yeah. a contract that's structured around incentives. Um, with a low buyout, but a long year span. So it would probably be a five-year contract. I'd probably say $5 million a year base at least, but he's going to get a lot of incentives. So if yeah. he wins the conference, if he wins the natty, goes to the playoffs, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that's probably what his contract would look like, which, I mean, in my, in my humble opinion, what's feeling most likely right now as far as like coaching – carousel stuff and you know the conversations are heating back up a little bit because we're we're only three or four weeks away from you know potential announcement i'm not potential mm -hmm. it's gonna happen in three or four weeks yeah. um and what's feeling likely to me right now is aranda that is what is feeling very likely to me right now is is we're gonna go scoop up aranda aranda has so many connections with our with our staff and with the big 10 he is a defensive-minded coach that has had seven number one defenses at different teams. I mean, this guy is totally legit. Um, mm -hmm. He knows how to coach defense and he knows the big 10. And I think if you're Mickey and if you're Bill Bush, you look at that and you say, well, I've worked with Aranda before. Let's see what we can do. And, and you talk to Aranda and, and Aranda talks to Mickey and talks to Trev and Mickey would probably get a, 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 a one, 1 1.2, million dollar assistant coach contract where he's the wide receiver coach and associate head coach again, and leader of recruiting, which would be honestly, in my opinion, if it's not going to be Mickey as the head coach, that would be the number one choice right there. Um, Cause like, like you said, Mickey has a lot of players he's brought here and you need to keep him here or else a lot of those players are going to Yeah. Leave. But you know, I'm, I'm not completely sold on Aranda's, you know, Baylor kind of hasn't completely imploded. But they're not what they looked like the first couple of weeks. Uh, they were good last they've year. They've been competitive in every game. I mean, yeah, they've been competitive also, in every game. It's also the Big 12, which is horrible. Like, right. look at the past couple of years. They've been horrible, right? Right. Okay. Um, like, in Kansas State, just bushwhacked what was the front-running team. They, right. they held them scoreless. So, that's the Big 12. I agree. But my point is, if you're going to argue for Mickey – if you're going to argue for Mickey as the head coach, then like Aranda is a no brainer, like a complete no brainer, especially if you're keeping Mickey on with, Aranda. I mean, that is like, but if you're putting your head coach like decision because of a wide receiver coach, you're not, it's just a package. It's part of it. Dave Aranda would be a candidate with or without Mickey. Yeah, okay. But I don't think that he's the only coach that we hire. That no, but that, that's just my personal. That's pro yeah. that's what feels likely to me. It just feels uh, like it's moving in that direction. Um, I agree with you. If Mickey gets us to a bowl game, it's probably Mickey, and it's probably a, a structured contract like we like we described. But I'm gonna be honest with you, man. <laughs> with our quarterback situation, like we just talked about, and with all that stuff, that feels highly unlikely. And Mickey is a pragmatic person. Mm -hmm. Mickey wins one out of the next four games. He's not gonna get the job. If he wins two out of the next four games, it's a consideration. 
three, he'll probably get the job. Okay. That's pretty much the line. And, and he knows that. Okay. He knows that. And my point being, if he's only wins one of the next four games, he probably won't get looked at for other head coaching jobs realistically either, to be honest with you. A lot of places will have a hard time justifying somebody who uh, has only been a position coach and just only won four games. You know, you know, it's just, it would be a hard justification and Mickey knows that. So he's a pragmatic yeah. person. If he only wins one of the next four games, Dave Aranda, someone like that probably would be the choice. Leipold also w- would probably keep Mickey as well because Leipold um, has a staff that has, well, I don't want to speak on this because I- I'm not a hundred percent sure, but Leipold is a Nebraska guy. He's, he, he he's the other one I feel like it would be a possibility if we kept Mickey, but there's not many people that I feel like it would be a possibility we kept Mickey. The most interesting thing to me would be if Mickey won six games, retools his staff, Coach O's our D-line coach next year, <laughs> which honestly probably would happen. Yeah. I'm just being I mean, honest. It yeah, probably and, would happen. And, on, and honestly, like that's the thing about like I want him to win the next three games because he's been able to he has been able to change the team a lot in just, yes. you know, off weeks, bye weeks. Um, and, you know, just the way that the coaching staff reacts to the media now, it's not like they're trying to keep a secret anymore. Yep. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're looking like they're having fun, even though, you know, they've lost a couple now. But they're mm-hmm. still looking like they're having fun, which I think is how you win games. Um, but, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's got to be part of it. That's got – well, yeah. the, I mean, they're looking like they're having fun, but also, like, Mickey just understands he you can tell he says the right he understands what it's gonna take for Nebraska to become Nebraska again in in its current situation. Yeah. Um he came in with Vince Ginta, who was a former recruiting director at LSU and at Baylor, who was who was Aranda's recruiting director for his first year there. Hint hint. Um he's our recruiting director now. Uh, Scott hired him. So Mickey and Vince basically retooled our entire recruiting department over the last eight months, nine months. And there was a lot to fix. And and he basically said as much without alluding to the specific things that he was fixing. Um, but so Mickey knows, knows the recruiting landscape. He knows what it's going to take to recruit to Nebraska. You got, you can't just be Calabrasca. Oh, we're going to do Calabrasca this year. Remember that? Oh yeah. We're We're just going to get a bunch of kids from California and that's how we're going to survive. No, no, no. You have to somehow have a hand in multiple different areas they yeah. can't just be coming from one. And also he says things like uh, there was a sports illustrated article yesterday. He said, he says things like, uh, like if you, if you're going to be Nebraska again, if you're going to wake the sleeping giant, you can't compete with Iowa and with Wisconsin and with Northwestern, you have to compete with Ohio state. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, that's just the reality. And people will say, but you have to beat Iowa and Northwestern and Wisconsin first. Well, guess what? If you build a team to beat Ohio state, you're gonna beat Iowa, Wisconsin, and Northwestern, like yeah, like, and uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I get you. But let's row the boat over yeah. to the Minnesota game. Um, yeah. So yeah, the the uh, Gophers are are chucking into town, and uh, uh, I'm I'm not, I'm just not feeling good about it. Um, you know, there, there was a there was a second of the Illinois game when we went up, and uh, our team looked like they were fighting and. Illinois was on their heels and I was like, Ooh, 
And then we have Minnesota next week. And, you know, I think that we match up well offense against their defense. And if we're stopping their run like that, maybe we can stop Abraham like that. I still think that second point, I think if our defense plays the way they did against the run, I think we have a shot, but our quarterback play needs to be better. Um, yep. So, yep. I mean, so Minnesota, they're coming yeah. in. They got Mo Ibrahim, little bowling ball of a back who's been there yeah. for 12 years. He's so good. <laughs> uh, he's really good. And he's a very specific type of runner, a uh, bowling ball type. If you watched football or played football, you know exactly what I mean, but it's a short and stocky runner who can clear their feet really easily. If you have them wrapped up in their legs, they'll, they'll just get right out of it pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty freaking easily. Um, and Tanner Morgan is going to be, uh, going to be healthy for this game supposedly. Um, and so probably a little rusty. So we'll see. He, he, uh, He's also been there for like 12 years. Mickey said this the other day, and he's right. The, the, the Big Ten West teams and Big Ten teams in general, like a lot of them are just senior-bound, really good teams because they just have a lot of old guys on them. And Minnesota's one of those teams. They have a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. um, and then you got the row the boat, most inspiring coach in the universe, P.J. Fleck. So yeah. Funny, we'll funny anecdote about him. Um, so whenever you're watching football and like, uh, you know, He's, he's on the sidelines with a headset on. Most of the time he has those sunglasses on. Um, and then I saw him like in one of those Big Ten commercials. And I was like, who is that? I was like, who the hell is that? And then like PJ Fleck showed up. I was like, oh my gosh, that's what he looks like without sunglasses and a headset on. Um, I was just, I, I was flabbergasted by it. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think that he, he looked like a little weasel. Um, but I guess His appearance he has changed quite a bit recently it, as well well yeah. he had an accident some sort of accident and then uh he had to get plastic surgery so yeah. maybe so that's he, what it was too yeah so he 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 uh i don't know what kind of accident it was um too much cocaine he probably <laughs> rode the boat a little too hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry that might have been a bad taste it could be something bad and i yeah, don't know no, about no, but anyway um, so he looks completely different than he did five years ago um, yeah. And he had emerged in the last two. The other interesting little angle of this game is he has emerged in the last two weeks in some, I'll call them backwater channels, not just back channels, backwater channels as, uh, oh, he's talking to Trev. They're striking up a contract, blah, 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 blah. So that's another interesting aspect is at the very least, you can kind of say a name that has been mentioned for this Nebraska job is coming into Lincoln to play Nebraska. Sort of yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, but. no, it's, it's interesting. And I think it's uh, if that holds any water, um, like if that's completely true, I really want him to knock off the row the boat crap. That is so annoying. It won't work like, here, man. It won't, it won't work here. It won't work like, here. You can't row the boat in a corner. You can't field. bring your own brand into Nebraska. <laughs> no, you can't, like that's his brand. You know, you can't yeah. bring your own brand into Nebraska. Yeah, like, the reason Nebraska it works in Minnesota is, is like Minnesota didn't have one. Right. So he could they could he could put that in there and it'd still be right. cringy, but it wouldn't be like abusive to the fan base. If you know? he wants if he wants to embrace day by day, throw the bones, all that stuff, and the way that he embraces row the boat, that's fine. That's totally fine. 
but yeah. it's got to be that i'm not saying row the boat <laughs> i'm not no. not saying row the boat no. that 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 will feel like a dystopian nightmaric future if if row the boat is plastered all over the nebraska locker room yeah um so so yeah we'll we'll see uh it's it should be an interesting game the kickoff's going to be at 11 a.m in lincoln uh qb situation is up in the air like we've talked about that's one of the main keys to me because if yeah. our defense truly did show improvement then um we should be able to hold them to non-game breaking runs they'll get their runs they'll get their carries but hopefully we can hold them to non-game breaking runs and if we can yeah. do that all that has to happen is our quarterbacks have to play well and if our quarterbacks play well then boom and I think we have we'll score, have a chance. And, and if our quarterbacks play well and we score touchdowns more than them, then we win. <laughs> then we win. That it was funny. I kept hearing people say that at the game. All we got to do is stop them and score more points than them. I was like, oh, oh you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hire uh, them as head coach. They know. <laughs> they know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and it was kind of ironic, though. You know, you, don't you find the irony in this situation? How brash and how. Like it wasn't Whipple's fault. This past week wasn't Whipple's fault. We talked about it, but wasn't it ironic how just brash and bold he was in his press conference saying, so Mickey goes, Mickey, (laughs) Mickey goes, well, toughness, toughness is the most important thing. Usually the most tough team wins. You got to be physically tough and you got to be physically dominant. And usually that team wins, blah, blah, blah. Whipple's then interviewed the next day. Well, Mickey said something about physical toughness and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, they don't score points for physical toughness. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, my job is to score points. He's like, he's like sure, you got to be tough to score points, but my job is to score points. They don't, they don't score points for physical toughness. I just thought that yeah. was hilarious. And then flash forward to four days later, he can't score any points. <laughs> Oh, not man. his fault though as not we his fault not but his it just fault. was a little ironic <laughs> yeah, that, yeah i mean he's funny. the quarterback's coach it is a little bit his fault okay it is a little bit his fault he's okay. got to get those guys prepared Fair. Yeah, this is college but football ta- you can't but, ta- but uh if, if you don't have the talent you can't fix somebody's brain talent 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 i agree with you to an extent but at the same time it's been obvious to me and they've even said it that well our number one guys were getting all the reps okay this is not the nfl Okay, this is college football and people get knocked out of the game all the time. If you have a quarterback room in college football, you have to have three guys ready going into the year at all times. That's just how it works. It's kind of like your running back room. It's not like the NFL where you can just have two or three backs. You have to have five backs in college. You have to because you're going to get a couple of them hurt. It's just how it works. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Minnesota game. Yeah. Okay. Predictions. Um. I'm going to come with the caveat of if for our quarterback position, if Casey actually does heal up in time and he's even a little bit remotely healthy, I think that we do pretty, pretty okay. Um, I don't think he's going to, and I think we're going to have to go with either Chuba or Logan. So if Chuba comes in, I think we score. I think we score maybe one touchdown, and it's on. It's it has nothing to do with him. Um, or I think if Logan plays, we score at least twenty-one points. Um, so I'm just gonna p- predict. I'm gonna predict uh, twenty-one to seven, Minnesota. Twenty-one to seven. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, my uh, my predictions are basically like this game is going to – I mean, I'm not a smart guy. You know, I'm not a, I'm not too smart, you know. So my prediction are this game is pretty much going to look a lot like last game. And and our defense will probably play pretty well, enough to keep it from blowout. But our offense is going to have a couple of dumb turnovers that give them a position to take the lead and to, and to maybe even at some point take a commanding lead. But I think it'll end up being a 28-17 win for Minnesota. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that with that 28-17 win, or, or what was your score prediction again? 21-7. 21-7 win for Minnesota. I think with either of those outcomes, the – the Mickey being head coach talk takes a significant halt for a little bit until, oh, yeah, until we see cause, anything. Because if we don't win this week, we're not going to a bowl game. No, oh, no, we're not beating because we're not beating Michigan. We're I mean, not beating uh, Michigan. I, I still think that we because Wisconsin and Iowa just I mean, Iowa put together a good offensive performance last week against a Northwestern team that has taken a complete nosedive. They look like a completely different team because they weren't playing Nebraska and we make everybody look like Alabama. Right. Well, I, I do think the one good thing is what I've kind of felt like during a lot of this coach search is like, damn, nothing definite is happening. You know what I mean? Where it's like no one coach outside of the program has really emerged as the clear cut number one candidate. And Mickey hasn't. I mean, he's definitely done enough to to make us have the conversation about him, but he's definitely not, you know, cemented it yet at all. And um, going into this Illinois game, I knew that the conversation would slow down significantly if, if we lost against Illinois. And it has, but people are still talking about it. Uh, but if we lose this Minnesota game, that will pretty much be the death blow to the conversations about Mickey a, a, as head coach, unfortunately, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and I say unfortunately because I do think that uh, regardless of this season, I think he'd be a pretty damn good head coach. Yeah. And, and if we're basing it off of who we think would just be a good coach, <laughs> I, I think Mickey would have a good shot at it. But that's yeah. not how this business works. It is not. It is not. Um, but uh, that's going to be it for today on the Corner Hunter Corner. Um, as mentioned previously, you can follow us on Twitter at Cornhusker underscore corner and on Instagram. Sea Husker, Sea Husker. Corn sea Husker. husker. Yeah, yeah. Then why does it say Cornhusker underscore corner there? It says Sea Husker underscore corner. Oh my at gosh. Sea Husker like, underscore corner. Oh, yeah. Corner. yeah. Oh, my eyesight's terrible. <laughs> like is Lixdexic. Yeah, Lixdexic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and you follow us on Instagram at Cornhusker corner. Uh, like and subscribe to this channel. Um, yes, if you yes, like yes. what we do, uh, we kind of like what we do sometimes, especially when we win. Um, more, less so when we lose. So this has been yeah. a little tough, but uh, <laughs> yeah. always remember, always remember. Give us the outro music. Give us the outro music. <laughs> okay, all right, outro music incoming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This podcast. <laughs>